This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So a Japanese startup company announced plans to launch commercial space, a commercial space viewing balloon. Wait, what? Yes, they a commercial space viewing balloon flights that it hopes will bring an otherwise expensive experience down to earth. We want passengers that aren't billionaires to go through this fun of balloon flights into space. It's safe, it's economical, and gentle for people. It's space tourism for everyone. We want to democratize space. A couple things. Um, first, you don't really go into space, okay? <laughs> you go up above the Earth, like 15 miles, where you can see the curve of the Earth, and if you believe that there is a curve on the Earth. And so you aren't really in outer space. You don't go to carbon line, but... Another issue that I have, and you get the uh, unobstructed view of outer space, so you can see, hey, that's outer space over there. That's where the outer space people go. And you can look down and see the Earth and see the curvature of the Earth. Uh, but my main concern, and it, it's it's like $180,000, and they're trying to bring it down to tens of thousands of dollars, which is, you know, I mean, it only costs, what, 50 to $70 million to go on SpaceX or Blue Origin. <laughs> but i have a another concern is now the best time on the planet to be launching balloons because i feel like we've been shooting a few out of the air and i don't think i'd feel so safe flying in a balloon above the earth these days but maybe Maybe it's just me. Plus, doesn't look like there's any fat guy seating in this thing, which really hurts. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So we had the SAG-AFTRA Awards uh, this weekend. We also got news from the Oscars. I'm sorry, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, we got a, a headline from them confirming that they now have a crisis team in place. All good. Because uh, they've added the crisis team so they can handle any potential real-time emergencies efficiently. They can occur at upcoming Oscars and... This decision didn't come lightly, but it did come after Slapgate. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock slap has now spun the Oscars into a crisis team. That's great. Academy President Janet Yang said the organization, well, we didn't handle the incident swiftly enough. What are you talking about? Okay, so we have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before. And many plans in place. We've run many scenarios. So it's our hope that we'll be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. We've opened our minds to the many things that can happen at the Oscars. The crisis communication teams, 
structures we have in place allow us to say this is the group that we have to gather very quickly this is how we all come together this is the spokesperson this will be the statement and obviously depending on the specifics of the crisis and let's hope something doesn't happen and we never have to use these but we already have frameworks in place that we can modify oh that's so nice that's good to know because the oscars are right around the corner march 12th 2023 coming at you from los angeles california the dolby theater with the great jimmy kimmel hosting the academy awards so we had the sag afters as i said and uh, we had some big winners at the old sag afters uh the motion picture cast of the year everything everywhere all at once was the winner male actor in a leading role brendan frazier the whale <laughs> appropriating a fat man and he wins the, the okay all right brandon no problem and he he of course cried on stage and it was a great acceptance speech and <sighs> he love him uh, he was up against uh austin butler from elvis colin farrell from the banshees of insurance uh bill nye for living and adam sandler for hustle female actor in a leading role winner michelle e. for everything everywhere all at once looking like a landslide Male actor in a supporting role. Yes, everything, everywhere, all at once. Congratulations. Uh, female actor in a supporting role. Jamie Lee Curtis. Wonder what movie that was. Oh, I know. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> uh, stunt ensemble in a motion picture. Couldn't be everything, everywhere, all at once. Nope, because that wasn't even nominated. Top Gun Maverick. That's just Tom Cruise. That's all. Did you see the Cruise interview, by the way, on, uh, I think it was, was it Kimball or was it the other Dingleberry? Anyway, a couple things from that interview. Kind of funny. And he said there's not much that he doesn't do. And second, man, he looks short. <laughs> no wonder he jumps up and down on chairs all the time, man. Because Tom does not look, uh, I mean, you need to wear some, wear some shoes with some heels on it, bro. Okay. Just let you know. Uh, drama series ensemble under the television nominees. Winner, The White Lotus. Are you kidding me? The White Lotus wins that over Ozark and Better Call Saul? Stop. That's agonizing. Comedy series ensemble, Abbott Elementary. Uh, what? Uh, you want to talk about that's completely woke because you had hacks and only murders in the building nominated as well and you give it to abbott elementary no and plus they have the bear i don't know if you've watched the bear on hulu and i enjoyed the i enjoyed it but comedy no stop it just like oh, i just watched uh uh the consultant on prime this weekend and uh that's listed as like this dark comedy and i i mean it was good it was okay i enjoyed it but a comedy uh, i don't know i mean it was with christopher chris i'm sorry i keep calling him christopher it's not christopher it's christoph waltz um i love he's i love a lot of his work and i remember him in most dangerous game that was the big quibby show that's now available as just a you know a regular show on prime i believe but he was in inglorious bastards and Django unchanged i love christoph waltz so he was really good in it and it was kind of you know based on he was going to be the devil and it was, it was good it was worth watching but as a comedy i don't know 
I don't know about that. I'm not really sure. That's uh, The Bear as a comedy series ensemble? Okay. Uh, male actor in a television movie or a limited series? Sam Elliott won that for uh, 1883. Good for him. Excellent. Excellent. That was That's an excellent choice. A female actor in a television movie or limited series, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy. I have to watch this so bad. I want to watch this so bad. I love George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Their story is so awesome. I can't. I have not seen it yet. I know. I'm sorry. But uh, Julia Garner was nominated in this too, Inventing Anna, who was awesome in that role. She should have won that, actually. Uh, that should have been her role. But just, I haven't seen Jessica's portrayal of Tammy Wynette, so... You know, I'll give it to them, but Julia Garner should have won that. Uh, male actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman from Ozark. Yeah, well worth it. Uh, no question. I know uh, Odin Kirk and Jonathan Banks for Better Call Saul were nominated. Bridges was nominated for The Old Man. All great shows. Jennifer Coolidge won the female in a drama series for The White Lotus. Uh, male actor in a comedy series. They gave it to Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. How is that a comedy? Somebody please explain to me how that's a con. I guess because they find drugs. Okay, whatever. Fine. Against Steve Martin and, Mar- and Martin Short in Only Murders, they should have won that. They should have just give. They should give both of them uh, co awards for the comedy Only Murders in the Building. That should have been their award. Female actor in a comedy series, Gene Smart in Hacks. What a great show uh, on HBO. Super show. If you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, see it. Well worth it. Uh, Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. That's that's been a fun ride. I got I got kind of bored with it after the first first season and a half or so, but it's been a fun ride. Uh, stunt ensemble, and eh, nobody cares about stunt ensemble, but that went to a Stranger Things. Congratulations! And so, so congratulations to all the winners in the SAG After Awards, and congratulations to the Academy Award for creating a crisis team just in case something goes wrong this year at the oscars and as long as we're talking about the uh the movies and the shows uh i see where reacher on prime has just wrapped season two looking forward to season two of that season one was awesome uh of that show's great watch i have to apologize because i did not go see cocaine bear this weekend i know i know i'm so sorry i it was on my you know kind of to-do list and i just never got there it's really i'm really bummed i wanted to see it um there were reports of it being a lot of fun uh, and it also being exactly what you would you know expect it to be and so uh a lot of you know i, I don't know that it would make you want to do a bunch of cocaine <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible i don't know i don't know what kind of you know what kind of addiction issues you have but it is possible that uh, you know cocaine bear would make you want to do cocaine and you know i know the bear is it's a it's a slash and grab flick slash and grab slash and blood slash we'll just live with slasher uh it's just a horror flick which is funny and i'm sure it was really funny but i want to apologize for not going and seeing cocaine bear this weekend how much did it earn wow number two number two for cocaine bear 23.1 million dollars opening weekend pretty good now ant-man 
and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, got uh, 32.2 million in ticket sales, still number one, but uh, got the worst reviews and audience scores of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's not really good for them. But uh, Cocaine Bear, uh, scoring notably above expectations, made about uh, 35, well, it says 35 million, but oh, yeah, 32 point. No, that was, I thought it said 23.1 million in its opening weekend. Uh, oh, they made it. I'm sorry. I read this wrong. Made for about 35 million uh, by Elizabeth Banks. So, I mean, it's going to, no problem. Uh, they'll make their money back, uh, hands down, and actually make a profit. So, and we had uh, Jesus Revolution this weekend, too, which is, uh, you know, inspired by a true story, just like Cocaine Bear. And it's with Kelsey Grammer. I mean, when you think of Cocaine Bear, what else is there but Jesus Revolution? But Cocaine Bear outdid Jesus Revolution. <laughs> okay, uh, Jesus Revolution got 15.5 million over the weekend. So, I mean, we'll see what happens in the end. We'll see who wins out, but Cocaine Bear is in the lead right now. And then next weekend, I mean, they're all going to get killed because Creed 3 opens with uh, Michael B. Jordan. So, Creed 3 will crush the rest of these. Cocaine Bear better hang on. As long as Cocaine Bear hangs on, uh, nationally uh and internationally it'll make you know if it makes if cocaine bear makes 75 million prior to being released to streaming that's huge all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately So I want to thank uh, Thomas who emailed uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com, which you can do anytime chewing the fat at theblaze.com. His uh, email started off with uh, Jeffy. Just another reason that chewing the fat is the zeitgeist of our culture. You consistently deliver the news that everyone else ignores. We heard about this from your la- from last year. Hope all is well. And the story is about Carrie Underwood. And you say, what Carrie Underwood story could I have been talking about? Well, I told you that there was an interview with Carrie, and it showed her closet, and she had a washer and dryer in her closet, and I thought, that is genius. I loved it. I mean, she's got this huge walk-in closet, and she's got the, the tabletop in the middle, and there's a washer and dryer, a little washer and dryer in the middle of the closet. Outstanding idea. Tremendous. Well, now here's a story. On foxnews.com, by the way. Fans shocked at genius closet laundry ladder and Carrie Underwood's closet. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Thank you very much for finally coming along and realizing, oh, you know, that that is pretty cool. Maybe if you'd have watched the interview that I watched, you would have caught that, I don't know, months ago. But just another reason. I just want to say, Carrie, I'm not bad-mouthing you because I think it's a genius idea. Uh, to have, even if it's just for your delicates uh, in the in the closet, I would love to have a washer and dryer in the closet, but I don't. So, sorry, I'm just a slub. I just have a separate washer and dryer in a room that we call the washroom. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Thomas, for emailing me and reminding me that I am the zeitgeist. 
Uh, just a reminder, I see where Jake Paul lost his first fight this past weekend. I think yesterday was the fight uh, to Tommy Fury. Tommy beat him. Uh, they uh, Plus, that was a pay-per-view. You know, of course, it was a pay-per-view, but it was on ESPN+. Plus. So you had to purchase ESPN+, Plus and you had to have the pay-per-view, which was kind of agonizing. So that would have ended up being like 60 bucks. So, no. Sorry, Jake. I'm not watching your fight, okay? Because I don't have ESPN+. Plus, and, and then I'm not going to pay for... And I'm not going to download ESPN+, Plus and then have to pay for your pay-per-view. Sorry about that, bro. But anyway, too bad you lost finally to Tommy Fury. And uh, there you have it. <laughs> Congratulations. So here we go again. Uh, we talked last week about... We're seeing more and more stories about passengers wanting to sit in seats that they were not reserved for on airplanes and we're made to look bad because we don't want to switch seats well here's an idea screw you okay reserve your seats you know where you're going to be sitting when you reserve the seats if you can't if you're not happy with your reservations change them but to be pissed at someone who won't change a seat for you is completely absurd. So the business class plane passenger refuses to give up his seat so a man could sit next to his wife on her birthday. Yeah, tough. That's the way it goes. And I love, I love the fact that the guy, the wife is sitting next to the window and he's sitting across the aisle on the aisle seat in the same row. Okay. So he wants to sit next to the wife and he asked the guy, hey, can you sit here? I want to sit next to my wife. And he's like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'll sit there though. He says, I'll sit where the wife is sitting so that you two can be across from each other on the, in the aisle and I'll have the window seat. But, you know, uh, no, I will not change with you. Well, my wife needs to sit by a window because that's the way she gets uh, air sick and feels when she wants to switch. So... Yeah, I, I just, I need, she needs to sit by the window. Okay, then, no problem. Sorry about it. Uh, sit where you're sitting, because I'm sitting right here. That's the way it goes. And this guy is pissed that this guy won't change his seats with them. You knew where you were sitting when you went on the plane, prior to you going on the plane, because you reserved the seats. So you knew that's where it was going to be. You just knew that you were going to ask somebody to move and you were going to be a dick and just presume that they're going to do it. Oh, sure. Here, let me move. Let me accommodate you. And if if he says no, you have to be prepared for no. Sorry. I'm okay with asking. I'm okay with asking for anything. Because what's the worst that can happen? You're told no. And who among us hasn't been told a lot in their lives? (laughs) but you, there's no reason for you to be angry i just i can't I, i'm tired of them making me feel bad for feeling for telling someone no i want to sit in the seat that i reserved no i'm not going to feel bad about that oh and if you're if you've been concerned about thor the masturbating walrus he's fine i know he's been missing in the uk for a while but he's fine now so it's good news the uh, thor has popped up in iceland get it uh 
two months after eagle-eyed brit said uh, he was visiting the uk so uh, in iceland these guys were out on a fishing boat by the dock and they went hey isn't that thor <laughs> the masturbating walrus and it was he was just chilling on the docks been there uh he was at the time they saw him he just stayed there all day resting yeah he just swam from the united kingdom he's a little tired plus i mean he's been taking care of a little thor business on his own the old masturbating <laughs> walrus <laughs> you all saw the video you know what i'm talking about and if you saw him on a dock you'd recognize him too either from the front or the side or you know you know you'd, you'd know thor anyway i just wanted to let you know he's fine he's okay he's not missing we found him he's in iceland so whew. okay So who died today? Who died today? Madonna's oldest brother, Anthony Sissacone. I guess it's Sissacone. Sissacone. C-I-C-C-O-N-E. Dead at the age of 66. Uh, Sissacone? Sissacone. Yeah, whatever. It's her brother. She didn't like him anyway. What the hell's the matter if I'm pronouncing his name right? He battled alcohol. He lived on the streets. He turned, she, according to everyone, turned her back on him. Maybe he turned his back on her. I know he had some bad things to say about her in the past. So Joe Henry, the husband to Madonna's sister, uh, wrote to my brother-in-law, uh, existed, exited this earthly plane last evening. I've known him since I was 15 in the spring of our lives in Michigan. So many years now gone. Oh, so special. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Anthony Saccone. Saccone. Anthony Saccone. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But Donna's getting ready for a world tour anyway. Just stop it. She's got a world tour by herself. She's got a tour with Cher. I'm doing Pat Unleashed all weekend or all week. So uh, if you go back and watch the show this morning, I posted a. And I had I've not verified this. I just I posted a, a concert listed. There's going to be a tour with Cher and Madonna uh, coming this year. I don't. It hasn't been verified that it's actually going to happen. But uh, <laughs> it is the picture is Cher. And Rocky Dennis from the movie Mask. Only the caption is it's going to uh, share a Madonna tour. <laughs> so if you follow Madonna on Instagram, uh, unlike me, uh, you will see there's a definite, uh, there may be, and it's possible that some people would see a resemblance between Rocky Dennis and madonna not me i'm just saying some people may see that so i don't know if that's a verified concert tour or not then we have uh a unnamed flight attendant 57 years old that's another person who died today died of a heart attack mid-flight his co-pilot thought he was just playing around yeah there's nothing like flying a plane and pretending hey i think i'm gonna pretend i'm having a heart attack 
and lean over and die. <laughs> Man, that was funny. The last time you did that, that was hilarious. We were taken off, and uh, you humped over and like you were having a heart attack, clenched your, crushed your chest. We got to put the plane down, and we should get emergency services. That was hilarious. <laughs> Man, there's nothing funnier than that. <laughs> so I don't know why we can't tell his name, but he's an unnamed flight instructor. He was found to have an acute cardiac failure, which resulted in a heart attack four months after passing a physical. So I know what you're thinking, and it couldn't be that. Otherwise, they'd say it, right? Right? Okay. So the pilot was able to land the plane, and uh, good news, they got it down fine. Everybody's safe. Well, he's not. (laughs) Everybody's safe that didn't have a heart attack. (laughs) Now, they claim that after the autopsy they looked at the unnamed pilot and he had clogged arteries with fat and he had a blood clot in one of his arteries and i know what you're thinking but if that were true they would have said it right right and then i see this weekend and it's not really part of who died today but it is kind of uh, I saw Johnny Cash was trending, and I thought, why is Johnny Cash trending? I mean, the guy's been dead. <laughs> has been dead for a while now. And uh, so it must be his birthday. Yep. It, or his death day. I couldn't remember exactly when he died. He died in September 2003. So he was born uh, yesterday, the 26th of February, in Kingsland, Arkansas. Uh, and I mean, he died right after June died, his wife. I mean, he said uh, June uh, died in May of 2004. And as I said, he died in September, uh, in September of 2003. Um, you know, that's not right. June, after June's death in May of 2004, you know, he died in, in 04. Yeah, September of 04. Okay, so uh, it said here that he, after June died, he said his uh, only reason for living was his music. Yeah, he died four months later. Yeah, no kidding. He said uh, one of my favorite lines from Johnny Cash, other than, hello, I'm Johnny Cash, was that uh, glaucoma has stolen most of his eyesight. Asthma keeps me fighting for a breath. Uh, I was misdiagnosed with Shy Drager, a Parkinson's-like neurological disorder. He says he never knew he had. An old man knows in his bones if he's got a de- de- debilitating disease. And I knew I didn't have that one. <laughs> so uh, Johnny Cash uh, was born. That's not really a who died today. It's not really a retrospective, but a little bit of both on Johnny Cash since he was trending on Twitter yesterday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Anytime Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And uh, I see where uh, Twitter uh, cut another couple hundred jobs. So that was about 10% of the 2,000 employees still left at Twitter. All right. So maybe those are, you know, once we. Once we've got uh, got everything going, we're just gonna and everything's running smoothly at Twitter. We can get rid of those that excess fat of those two hundred workers. Uh, maybe that's the case. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Don't forget, you can also uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and you can uh, order a cameo from me at Jeffy JFR on Cameo. That's not free, by the way. Uh, that will cost you some money, but. 
I'll do anything you want. Uh, that's my uh, that's my cameo. <laughs> Uh, streetwalker on cameo ask me to do something and i'll do it for you for the price want me to be mean want me to be happy want me to be sad whatever you need i'll do it for you uh, at jeffy jfr on cameo so i've kept the royals news to a minimum i've got i've got a ton of royals news and they're all surrounding the uh the crowning of the king king charles that's going to happen on may 6th at uh, Westminster Abbey. And they're saying now that Camilla's grandchildren from her first marriage, they've been kept out of the spotlight. They're expected to have a role. We don't know if if we don't know if Harry and Meghan are going to show up or what's going to happen with with uh, with all of that. And we I don't want to go into a huge Royals uh update. However, I will say that this report is showing that uh Camilla is going to be queen. Charles is the uh, Throwing away the wishes of his mother, who said, "Yeah, she can be queen consort, but uh, that's the best you're going to get." And when you when you become king, when you're on the throne, she gets to be uh, queen consort. That's it. Uh, Charles is like, uh, you know what? I don't care what mummy said. Uh, I'm doing what I want. I'm going to be the king, and uh, she's going to be the queen. And she's my queen, so she might as well be your queen too. And since I'm the king, I get to do it. <laughs> okay all righty oh and i forgot i need to since i mentioned camilla so anyway that is uh, a fun thing to know that it's no longer queen consort uh king charles or soon to be king charles uh when he finally ascends to the throne uh he will it will not be queen consort it will be queen camilla so yesterday i watched a video an interview with rupert holmes and the headline was something about rupert holmes and i thought well that can't be the same rupert holmes as the pina colada song can it wrong it was uh it was the Rupert Holmes but he's also uh, an Edgar Award winning novelist playwright and of course a songwriter and so uh, his latest book titled Murder Your Employer McMaster's Guide to Homicide by Rupert Holmes and I really want to read this it sounds fascinating and it sounds awesome I reached out I, I hope I hope he gets back to me because I'd love to talk to him about murder your employer. Uh, so it's um, it, to gain admission into a wholly original world, um, you have to prove that you are a, you must have an ethical reason for erasing someone who deeply deserves a fate no worse nor better than death. The campus of this poison ivy league college it's a location unknown to even those who study there that's where you might find yourself the practice target of a classmate and where one's mandatory graduation thesis is getting away with the perfect murder of someone whose death will make the world a much better place it's called murder your employee he's got a whole world he showed the map of mcmaster's uh school or the the school that he has 
he has created this entire new world um it's a, a land that has a you know a market hall adorned for lodge when you see the map that he's has the men's dormitory student housing the wumps the hedge house um it's it's amazing how he's created this whole new world i would love i want to find out uh if we're actually going to have a game uh inside this new world uh, murder <laughs> your employer uh the mcmaster's conservatory um uh, you know dedicated to the consummate execution of homicidal arts uh just incredible and it's got to be a game it's got to be a movie it's going to be whatever well, anyway it's rupert holmes and that's all I could think of after I saw the interview. It looks fascinating. I'm ready to read the book, and I hope that uh, he reaches out, reaches back to me, because I would uh, love to talk to dear old Rupert. I also uh, got another email this weekend that uh, I don't know if I'm going to be with you uh, doing the show anymore. Uh, according to this email, uh, I may get a check for $6,400,000. That's not enough. For me to just disappear, well, it kind of is six million four hundred thousand. Uh, you know, I probably still want to talk to you. <laughs> if I were to get you know six million four hundred thousand, I would still talk to you. Okay, don't feel bad. All right, I appreciate you and I love you, the chewing the fat listener. Okay, so it would take more than six million four hundred thousand, but uh, we, you know, I'm just saying that I'm going to come into. Uh, $6,400,000, according to this email. Uh, I got this email from uh, Worksman's Law Firm. That's uh, attorneys, notaries, and conveyancers uh, located One Park Drive, 11th Drive, Corner, 9th Avenue, uh, Bonifacio Global City, Taguig. Now, if you don't know where Taguig is, it's, be- it's in the Philippines. It's a beautiful silly city in the Philippines. Uh, and it's under uh, notification of bequests. Attention beneficiary. Uh, on behalf of the trustees and executor of the estate of the late Mr. Thomas Arden, uh, I once again try to notify you as my earlier letter was returned undelivered. Oh no, uh, that that's a shame. I would have I would have liked to have received this earlier. I hereby uh, attempt to reach you again on this same email address in the will. I wish to notify you that late Mr. Thomas Adrian. I said Arden, but it's Adrin, A-D-R-I-N. I wish to notify you that the late Mr. Thomas Adrin made you a beneficiary to his will. He left the sum of $6,400,000 U.S. Nice. Uh, to you in the codicil and last testament to his will. Awesome. If you do not have a last will and testament, uh, codicil is uh, things that you change. It's a document that dictates any modifications or amendments. If you feel you need to change some part of your will, that can include adding new arrangements or removing old ones. So uh, Thomas decided to, you know, throw me a bone in the old codicil. (laughs) So uh, being a widely traveled pilot, he must have been in contact with you in the past or simply you were nominated to him by one of his numerous friends abroad who wished you good. Mr. Thomas Adrian, until his death, was a pilot and member of the Helicopter Society and the Institute of Electronic and Electrical Engineers. He was a very dedicated Christian who loved to give out. His great philanthropy earned him numerous awards during his lifetime. 
Late Mr. Thomas Adron died on the 5th of October, 2022, at the age of 76 years of age, and his will is now ready for execution. According to him, this money is to support his Christian activities. May his soul rest in peace and to help the poor and needy. Please, if I reach you as I am hopeful, endeavor to get back to me as soon as possible to enable me conclude my job and mail your inheritance check, U.S. $6,400,000 in parentheses, original copies of your will and certificate to you. I hope to hear from you in no distant date. Please kindly contact me on the above email address and phone number urgently for directive on how to proceed with the claim of your inheritance fund and mailing of your check in parentheses U.S. $6,400,000. So, I don't know. I don't know. That might be it. Uh, You know, I might be coming into a little bit of money. So, I'm kind of hopeful that that is the case. We'll see what what the worksman's law firm... (laughs) in the philippines uh has to say because i'm sure it's on the up and up 100 percent. now i will say i would love to have an extra six million four hundred thousand kicked around no question about that uh you know it's my son's birthday today that's my uh my youngest my youngest son turns 21 today the 27th of february 2023 21 years old maximus fisher my co-host on talking walking dead 21 so happy birthday son i love you and uh there's going to be cake and ice cream i don't care what he wants for his birthday whatever but uh, there will there will there will be cake and ice cream Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.